0: I just want to I want to clear the air in the sense that you guys are going to hear me talking a lot about our pursuit to holistic health from the perspective of a Christian, right? The fact that Christ saved me, the fact that we have been saved by grace through faith, There should be part of us that responds in a sense of gratitude and that treats our lives as individuals, this body, this life, this mind as a gift, which should bring about this sense of care for myself in all facets, in all aspects of life. What that looks like is a pursuit to greater health, This side of heaven. And we can articulate them in multiple ways. But one of the things that I don't ever want to depict is the fact that way will always be limited this side of heaven. That would not change. And the reason why I say that is because for myself, someone that is high driven, Super passionate about, you know, executing and, you know, wanting to grow and learn more and do better, tends to be critical on themselves and unfortunately on other people. You will begin to fall into this trap where you say, okay, man, God has designed me and gifted me. And given me the power to be able to pursue health, right? Like in my physical body, there are ailments that I can end up with and I can actually do something about it, right? Like I can figure out that I'm not eating clean and I'm not eating healthy and these things do certain things to my body. And by changing the way that I eat and adding in exercise, I can actually overcome these sicknesses and these disease diseases or you know my relationship has been dysfunctional and i realized that i just i lacked you know emotional health and by by getting counseled and therapy and reading and seeking knowledge and coming to know who christ is and his character and his nature i can overcome by the strength of christ right i can overcome this dysfunction in my relationship right but what happens is we begin to especially depending on how you're wired we begin to subconsciously keep like leave Christ out of the equation because you're you're beginning to believe that these things are happening within your ability these things are happening within your ability and I'm saying this because this is definitely something that I struggle with massively when I started to realize that, wow, I am perishing to a degree in many areas of my life because I lack knowledge, right? That's biblical. That's biblical truth. My people perish because they lack knowledge, right? So now I'm starting to get this knowledge and I'm putting all this work into attaining this knowledge. And I'm starting to realize like, oh my God, there's change. I'm moving in a different direction because of this knowledge that I attained. But you know what I started to do subconsciously? I started to pray less I started to put less emphasis on just like and this is probably in the same category as prayer but intimate time with God I started to look at faith differently you know what I'm saying and I started to become like very self-sufficient and that's dangerous because This side of heaven we are going to experience a degree of brokenness that is beyond our control. And when you run into those moments or even those seasons where you're experiencing a level of brokenness or sickness or ailment that you have no control over it will utterly crush you. It will crush your spirit. And we don't ever want to get to that point. And that's why it's so important to keep the main thing, the main thing. I was talking to my boy that I wrestled with back in high school. And uh, I ended up DMing him about he was supposed to have a fight coming up. And got in, got injured and he's no longer going to fight on the 28th. And I was like, yeah, hey, is everything all right? He was explaining, you know, what was going on. And we started talking about kids and stuff like that. Him and I have the same, pretty much our daughters are the same age. And I told him about my son's surgery and he started asking me kind of like, you know, parenting questions. Like I know that having a son and a daughter is very different and men tend to be a lot more aggressive with their sons. And I was just telling them how, yes, I have to be very, very aware and conscious of that, especially the way that I was raised and what I experienced with my father, I need to be sensitive to that that I can easily fall into that overly aggressive um, way of parenting. And I was just talking about how my wife and I, we help to balance each other out and how we manage our differences in parenting styles. And one of the things that I said that kind of stuck with me was that what we try to do is keep the main thing, the main thing, and that is the overall health of our son. And not allow our egos and pride to get in the way. Because then truth becomes distorted to win the argument, right? Or to get your way. You you begin to distort what the truth is. But if the main thing remains the overall health of our son, then either one of us is going to be willing to humble ourselves when we step out of line in regards to the way that we raise or discipline or the lack thereof with our son, the same thing with my daughter, right? Keeping the main thing, the main thing. So going back to our pursuit to health, when we get to those points where we realize here's a situation that is devastating my life or that is impacting my life, or it is a thorn in my side. We have to keep the main thing, the main thing, and remember that God's grace is sufficient in those moments, in those seasons, or however long we experience that, right? And that's extremely difficult. So just to elaborate, like when I say that, like when I say keeping the main thing, the main thing, our ultimate pursuit is not health this side of heaven. Although it should be a pursuit of ours. It should be a response to the fact that our lives are are our gift. Can't deny that. This body that God gave me is a gift. This mind that God gave me is a gift. Right? So it should be treated that way. But it is not not ultimate. And then there's reference in in scripture that that talks about how your physical body, your physical health is not ultimate. And I can't remember off the top of my head. You guys can look that up. So keeping the main thing, the main thing is the gospel truth. It is the fact that it's Ephesians 2. The fact that we've been saved by grace through faith. And not by our own works. Because we are limited. There is no way that within ourselves we could have freed ourselves from the bondage and of sin and darkness that we wrestle with on a regular basis. And when you keep the main thing, the main thing, the fact that we've been saved, in and out of season, in 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 health or in sickness we set our eyes and our hope on the one who saved us. So if I were to take away, like, or give some takeaways to what I'm saying, man, what do you do? What do you do when you are in a situation that is hurting you, that is adverse to growth And life and vibrancy and thriving this side of heaven. It could be, man, it could be almost anything, right? What do you do at that moment when you've done all you can? Something that comes to me is to be a present vessel. Which means where you are in that moment, right then and there, just be open to God using you. Something else that comes to mind is Look to the future hope. In spite of how you feel at that moment, where you are, we know that eventually all of this will be done away. All the brokenness, the sickness, the death will be done away. Which means your current ailment, your current sickness that you have no control over. Maybe the broken marriage, that you've done everything you could to fight and save that relationship, you have no control over because the other person is checked out, is done. Know that restoration is promised. And it may not be promised this side of heaven, but it is promised when Christ comes and returns to do away with this earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, For me, some of my greatest lessons in life was in the situations and circumstances that I had no control over. None. And my marriage was one of them. My, My last marriage, my first marriage, I should say, was one of them, where I got to a point where I was doing, like, man, I was doing everything that I could to save that relationship doing things that I never would have done before, embarrassing myself, stepping out in in different ways that don't really match with my personality. But I was doing everything to try to protect and preserve the marriage. And yet everything that I did, just it wasn't enough to change the heart of the other person. And in that brokenness, I had to learn what it looked like to trust God. See, in order for us to be able to be a present vessel in the midst of our circumstance, that requires a degree of trust. Not when I say degree, that kind of that that kind of belittles what's required. But so let me just say it differently, like in order for us to be a present vessel, right? allow ourselves in the midst of our brokenness to be used by God, whatever that brokenness looks like, that requires us to fully trust God. To uh, enable ourselves in the midst of our brokenness to look to the future and know that, you know what? I may not be well now. This situation may not be restored now or in this life but I know that I can look towards the great hope, Christ coming to do away with this this broken, sinful, dark world. To do away with my imperfect body. Man, that requires us to trust. Because the results are now. All we see at the moment and all we feel at the moment is our current brokenness. Our state of imperfection. And we have to be willing to trust that god can use us in that state we have to be willing to trust that we still have identity even in the situations that reveal our brokenness and our weakness to everyone where everyone's looking at you and just feels bad for you because the situation you're going through and you have to be able to still trust God and know that you still have value. That your current circumstance and your surroundings are depicting your worth, your dignity, or your value. That's not easy. I would never sit here and say that when it comes to pursuing health out of response to, to, to God's saving grace, Right? That it's, it's easy when we face those moments and those seasons and those times where it's like, man, I've done everything I could. I've done everything I could. I can only just trust that there's purpose in this. There's purpose in my brokenness and God can still use me. That's difficult. But I can also say that I'm not saying this from something that someone told me I'm saying this because I experienced it. And my experiences don't trump the word of God. So never take my experiences as absolute. Never take my experiences as, you know, the blueprint to pursuing health or anything else. I'm just, I can only speak from the roads that I've gone down with God. I can only speak from the times and the seasons that I was face down in the gutter and God reached his hand out through grace through people through community to lift me up and clean my face off like those are the only places I can speak from and I know that I'm not the only one that has gone through hardship I'm not the only one that's ever felt helpless I'm not the only one that's ever been in a situation where you've done everything you can and listen this requires you to be completely honest with yourself right Please. Worst thing you can do is lie to yourself. And and I want to say something. I want us to remind us of something. Oftentimes, a lot of the things we go through is because of a lack of knowledge or because we're being lazy or because we're making poor decisions. That's oftentimes. It's in correlation to, and I think I said this before, but it's in correlation to a conference that I went to where... a a well-respected neurologist was there and he said that 80% of all sickness and disease is due to lifestyle. Lifestyle, which means we can do something about it, right? For some, it's harder than others. We didn't choose where we were born. We didn't choose the parents we grew up with. We didn't choose the neighborhood. The schools, we didn't choose none of that. I'm not undermining any of those difficulties. What I'm saying is, a lot of times we weren't just born with certain ailments, sicknesses, and diseases. It came about because of decisions that we were making. Unfortunately, it started off with the decisions that parents made on behalf of the children, and then children grew up making those same decisions. So what I'm saying is, you want to be able to identify these things that you're dealing with, that you're going through, these struggles. And say to to yourselves, am I truly doing everything within my own responsibility, everything within my own God-given ability, right, to get better, to grow, to achieve a greater sense of health in this area? And I had a ton of, I had more areas in that category than I did experiencing things that were beyond my control. I want to say that again. In my life, I had way more areas where I was just making poor choices than the areas in which these things were happening beyond my control. So please, with all of this being said, care for yourself, love yourself by being honest with yourself. And if you need people to help you evaluate certain situations, that's why community is so powerful. Because oftentimes, you may not even be able to see the ways in which you could be doing better. So you need other eyes and other ears in your life to say, hey, there's actually a better way. And I needed that many times, still do. So I just want y'all to consider that.
1: You mentioned a couple of times keeping the main thing the main thing and knowing that, like, especially for you, like, in terms of the practice of health, Christ being the foundation of those different pillars of health for you. With the main thing being the main thing in terms of being saved by grace through faith, how do you kind of share that with your kids? Um, Or what does that look like as a parent to try to, like, maybe exemplify or even verbally try to, like, tell them that like it is by grace through faith that like I'm able like to be here. It is by faith through grace that I'm able to like parent you the best way that I can and that's where my life came through. So like, that's good. That's what good. does that look like for you? Yeah, man. So a prayer
0: or I would say a talk that I would have with with Naya almost every time we prayed was that Christ loves you more than I ever could. And that as a father, because I know that she will naturally idolize her dad, right? Especially with daughters. I always remind her that I'm imperfect. I always remind her that I will make mistakes and that it's Jesus. It's Christ that is good. And anything right about me is because of my relationship with Christ. And I think that in a very simple way allows children to challenge the innate desire to solely and maybe only look to their dad or their mom as the answer to truth. Now, please don't take this out of context children are supposed to do that that's why the bible says raise your children up or train your children up while they're young so they will not stray like it's our responsibility as parents to teach our children the way in which they should go so yes they should be looking to us but coming from a person coming from a person that idolized his father and only saw that my dad could do no wrong that did damage to me So it's important for me to make sure that my daughter knows that I am not ultimate. That God is ultimate. That it's ultimately through him and by him that you will find peace, that you will find joy, that you will find just absolute love and care. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. But your dad will make mistakes. Your dad will hurt you. Your dad will fall short. And i'll do anything for my daughter but that doesn't mean that i'm a perfect father that doesn't mean that that i can't do any wrong that doesn't mean that i'm always going to point her in the right direction so the best thing i can do is point her to christ that's the best way i can show her hey keep the main thing the main thing and then and then by the way that i live like if if i'm not stewarding my relationship the right way if i'm not stewarding, stewarding my relationship with god the right way if i'm not if i'm if not if i'm not exemplifying what takes precedence in my life as a man then it's going to be really hard for my son and my daughter to to keep the main thing the main thing and that is Christ the gospel truth
1: now more or less un- understanding the gospel in terms of like God sending his one and only son for us like he may die so that we may live and paying the price for our sins, everything like that. And was it through your daughter or your son that you more or less started to understand the gospel in a more holistic or more realistic or a different type of way ever since you started becoming a parent?
0: No, for me, no. And I don't know if that's fortunate or unfortunate, But for me, me becoming a parent, I was overly confident. I was, you know, when I had Naya, I was super prideful. I wasn't afraid of being a new father and all the challenges that come. I was, it was, but it was, it was in a haughty way. It was in a maybe self-righteous, self-righteous way. So I I didn't get to experience the, uh, I don't know. Maybe in some ways I experienced a greater sense of the gospel truth, but maybe not in the way that you're asking. For me, I experienced an altering, I guess, the words, I can't really explain it, but for me, like, when I really began to see the gospel from a completely different lens, it was... When I fell on my face. And in my worst season, Christ made himself known to me in a much deeper, deeper way. And in that season, the way he loved me through my daughter was. Significant. I'll give you an example. So... I can remember... My daughter was probably a year and a half. Maybe two. Maybe two. But... I was... This was broad daylight. I was laying on my couch... Extremely depressed. And I was literally just laying there crying. Like... I was just crushed about life and what I was experiencing it was a messed up time I wasn't paying attention to my daughter or anything like that I was just so isolated in my brokenness and she came up to me in her pamper she had no shirt on, no pants on she was just in her little pamper and she came up to me, she put both hands like her hands on each side of my face and she said Daddy, I still love you. Now, she doesn't understand the weight of that, the weight of those words at that time. But God knew what I needed to hear. Because at that time, I was I wasn't feeling loved, but once again, I mean, it's, no one can tell me that there's not a God and that God, love for you is a relentless because the different ways in which he met me where I was. And it, at that time it was through a one year old. She was a year and a half, maybe two. And there are other times that it was from a random person. But regardless, God was adamant about revealing himself and his truth to me in spite of all the other circumstances. And that's why it's imperative that this side of heaven, we keep the main thing, the main thing, and that is God's love for us. And that's worth trumping everything else. So. If you take away one thing from this, never allow any pursuit, even a worthy pursuit, never allow any pursuit to override or trump the fact that ultimately it's Christ that saved us. And we have a responsibility to be that light for other people. And being that light sometimes is going to require us to do so in the midst of our ailments, of our brokenness, and a level of brokenness that we have no control over. But we have to trust God. We have to look to our future hope that one day all of this is gonna be over and we have to be willing to be a present vessel with our stricken bodies, our broken relationships. We have to trust that God can still use us and will use us and desires to use us and allow that to be the thing that feeds our identity, that fuels our hope.